0: Today we're launching into a brand new three-part series called Exponential. And honestly, I've got the faith to believe that this message is going to speak to a few of you in a very, very powerful way this morning. Um, What I want to do is I want to talk to you about, I want to talk to those of you who maybe you feel like you're settling in life. You're settling. You believed at one point or another that God would do something amazing, right? You had faith for miracles. You believed for a movement of God in your life. Maybe you read that old book, The Prayer of Jabez, right? You prayed, Enlarge my territory, God. Bless me in many ways, God. Use me to make a big difference. And then life just kept happening, and nothing went your way spiritually. And then you started to settle when it came to the spiritual things. Now, since you haven't had God do something significant in a long period of time, maybe for you, you're willing to settle for the consolation prize. God, just do something, right? God, maybe you won't do that, but just do something. God, do anything. Listen, this message is for those of you who feel like you've been settling in life. It might be a young girl who is really believing God for a a godly man, right? God, bring me a man. He's six foot tall, full of faith, and on fire for God. A great potential to be a dad. a, A great potential to be an amazing husband. A fantastic provider, right? One who loves long locks on the beach. And one who's a great French kisser, right? All for the glory of Jesus. Right? Bring him to me, God. I know you can. But then the year goes by, and another 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 year goes by, and and then you begin to pray, God, just bring me a man, right, a male. Listen, a job is optional. I'm not even picky. God, just bring me a man. Anybody know what I'm talking about this morning, right? God, I want this, but it's not happening, right? You know how it is. I'm going to start a business. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to do something that I love. It's going to be fantastic. I'm going to use my entrepreneurial skills and I'm going to make a lot of money. And then one day you're just like, God, just give me a job, right? That has benefits. Help me pay rent for this month. Help me put groceries on the table. Right, I'm going to be a fantastic parent. I'm going to read books to my kids every night. And we're going to tell stories and we're going to have prayer time. And we're going to have the perfect Pinterest birthday party. And then one day your prayer is, God, help me not kill this kid today in Jesus' name. Right. The fact that you're laughing might mean that some of you are living where I've lived. You've lowered your expectations of what God might do. Listen, I want to give you a thought, and it's a thought that that we're going to come to throughout this message. And I hope that this thought not only means something to you, but it means even more as we look through God's word today. The thought is this. You have no idea what God may produce through a single seed planted in faith. Let me say that again. You have no idea what God may produce through a single seed planted in faith. Today, I want to talk to you about a couple from the Old Testament named Abraham and Sarah. Originally, their names were Abraham and Sarai. Their names were changed. They had a dream just like other couples to have children. But unfortunately, they couldn't conceive, right? Whenever you want kids and you can't conceive, maybe some of you have been there. It seemed like everybody you know gets pregnant when you're trying to. Right, You can imagine in their life group how every couple gets pregnant every time that there's someone else praising the Lord. They, they look at each other. They, they get pregnant, right? We, we do everything possible, yet we can't get pregnant. They, they're going to the classes. They've been painting their nursery rooms, and everybody else is getting pregnant. And Abraham and Sarah cannot. They're devastated. And then God speaks to them and challenges them to take a massive step of faith. It's recorded in Genesis chapter 12, and I want to tell you what happened in Genesis 12, and then we're going to jump forward to Genesis 15. In Genesis chapter 12, God says this, I'm going to make you into a great nation. He says, I'm going to make you into a great nation. Another time, God says, you're going to be the father of many nations. They hear this, and they immediately know, there it is. God said it. It's going to happen. We're going to be parents. This is the news we've been waiting for, right? God promised us it's gonna come. So immediately, what do they do? They start picking baby names. Well, if it's a boy, we're gonna name it this. If it's a girl, then we're gonna do this. And they go and they start picking out the nursery themes, right? They're gonna devote one of the rooms in their tent and they're gonna convert it into a nursery, right? If it's a boy, it's gonna be Star Wars theme. If it's a girl, it's gonna be My Little Pony. And and Sarah reads in in a day the book, What to Expect When You're Expecting. Cover to cover, she devours the book and, and they're planning their big Instagram review how they're going to tell everybody what God has blessed them with and then that month comes to an end and they're waiting this is the month and oh this isn't the month we're not pregnant no big deal God's word is true he's just given us a month to prepare right next month is going to be the month and another month goes by and they say certainly this is going to be the month And all of a sudden, we're not pregnant again. Wow, two months, okay. God's given us a little bit more time to prepare. Third month, fourth month, fifth month, sixth month, seventh month. This message is a message for those of you who have lowered your expectation of what God might do. You see, Genesis 12, God makes the the promise. Yet when we jump forward to Genesis 15 and we read in verse 1, it says, Some time later. Say that phrase out loud with me. Sometime later, the Lord speaks to Abraham. So, what is that sometime labor? Right? Genesis 12, there's the promise, right? Genesis 15 is sometimes later. Well, what is sometime later? The answer is not exactly, we're not exactly sure how much time, but we know that at least one decade passed by from the time of the promise in Genesis 12 and sometime later in Genesis 15. Right, Some Bible scholars argue that, that, that it was much longer than that, but we know that at least one decade had passed. And so sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abraham in a vision, and he said to them, Do not be afraid, Abraham, for I will protect you, and I will reward you, and it will be great. But Abraham replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? What good is it all that you give me when I don't even have someone to give it to after I die? I don't even have a son. And sometime later, at least a decade had passed, a decade or more of what appears to be unfulfilled promises and unrealized expectations, month after month after month, at least 120 months of disappointment came by. Where are you, God? Why aren't you doing what I thought you were going to do? Right? Some of you have your own version of this story. I don't know what it is, but, but you've got that goal. God, I know you're going to help us pay off that first credit card by this summer. And, 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 and I just sense it. And then summer comes and all of a sudden you've got more money on that credit card than you did when you first thought God was going to do that. Where are you, God? God, I know you're going to hear my prayer. My dad's going to get saved this year. And a year goes by and your dad is meaner than ever. Nowhere close to coming to faith in Christ. God, by by next Christmas, I can see it. By next Christmas, I'll at least be dating the person that'll be my spouse by next Christmas. And next Christmas comes, and you haven't even been within 10 feet of someone of the opposite sex that's remotely attractive to you. God, where are you? God, did I hear you right? Was that you or was it not you? God, did you forget about me? God, are you even there? You see, from Abraham's point of view, nothing was happening. There was a promise in a lot of time, but no evidence of God working during that time. Instead of being a father of many nations, I'm just going to lower my expectations. Just, just give me one son, God, just one son. That's all I want. May I remind you, you have no idea what God might produce through a single seed planted in faith. So we're starting today a series called Exponential. When it comes to faith, when it comes to life, when, when it comes to God's blessings, we tend to, if you're taking notes, we tend to think about addition, right? When it comes to God's blessings, we tend to think about addition, right? We, we think, add it to my life, Lord, add this, do that, right? We, we tend to think of addition, but our God thinks multiplication, right we tend to think addition but god thinks multiplication if you go all the way back to the garden of eden what did god say to adam and eve god said be fruitful right somebody help me out and right he said be fruitful and multiply he didn't say be fruitful and add he said be fruitful and multiply multiply right don't add but multiply jesus said that a sower a guy who plants went out to sow some seeds and some seeds didn't just produce a single return on a single seed investment. Jesus said that some seeds produced a harvest of 30 times a return, and some 60 times a return, and some 100 times a return. A single seed planted had an exponential multiplying return of a hundredfold of what one seed was planted in the ground. Listen, you have no idea what God can produce through one single seed planted in faith. See, Abraham and Sarah, all they wanted was a son. And a decade passed and they didn't see anyone. They didn't see a son. They didn't see anything. Listen, I don't know who here has been praying for something, but you've been praying and nothing happens. Right, you've been believing what God that God would do something, that God would hear your prayer, to hear the cry of your heart, that God would bring the miracle, that God would change something, that God would move upon someone. God, would you make provision? And you've been praying and you've been praying and you've been praying and you've been believing and you've been believing, and nothing happened. You ask the question, God, where are you? I don't see anything. I want to tell you today that just because you don't see anything, doesn't mean that God isn't doing something. I want to say it again because I think someone in here, I guarantee there's somebody else that would get way more excited about this than than you guys. Just because you don't see anything doesn't mean God isn't doing something. Amen? Amen? Just because you don't see it doesn't mean God isn't doing it. Right? One seed planted in the ground. You don't see what's happening underneath the ground. You've got no idea what God may produce through a single seed planted in faith. Recently, I watched an interview with Craig Groeschel and some Gideons, um, because I wanted to get in, in the mind of some of these guys, and, and they volunteer their time, and they go out to places. You guys know the Gideons. They've got the Gideon Bibles, in their little, small, usually green or orange books that they give out on, on high school campuses and, and elementary and intermediate campuses and college campuses, and they go out, and, and they hand out Bibles to people that aren't asking for Bibles. Right, And so they asked one of, the, one of the Gideons, he said, tell me what you think about before you go out. And he said this, he goes, I see it like sowing seeds. You never know if a seed is going to go in good ground or bad ground, but you continue to plant seeds believing that some seeds will take root. And this particular gentleman said, I simply pray every time that I go out, God may one seed bear good fruit. What's so powerful about that is he never gets to see if that seed bears fruit or not. He gives them away, and that's it, right? That's exactly what happened to to people, right? They they give it, and then they never see it. Craig Goshell went on to tell the story about a man on his college campus when he gave him a, a Gideon's Bible. He was hurting, and a man handed him a simple seed, a little New Testament Bible, and he gave it to him. And he said, young man, would you like a Bible? And Craig thought about it and he said, wow, I'm hurting and I'm searching. I should take the Bible. And so he handed him a seed and nothing happened. Did you hear that? He handed him the seed and nothing happened. Yeah, what happened as Pastor Craig continued to search and continued to seek after God, he started to read it. And you know what happened? Nothing. He kept reading it. Still nothing. He read it all the way through Matthew, and Jesus died. He read all the way through Mark, and he died again, all the way through Luke, and, and he was reading this thing, thinking to himself, the three times of killing him, you would think that he would have seen it coming, right? He had no idea that it was the same story over and over again. Right? He was reading in John, and nothing happened. He was reading Acts, and now he was confused, and he kept reading until he got to Ephesians chapter 2. And he read Ephesians chapter 2 and it says as you are saved by grace through faith not by works. And so he went out and he had a holy moment with God in a little softball field and he cried out to Jesus and that day something happened. Something happened. Listen, you have no idea what God may produce with a single seed planted in faith. So what did he do? He started telling people about Jesus. And you know what happened? There was a little harvest from that. And then one day, he got to serve in a little Methodist church, and, and there was a little harvest from that. And then one day, he started a little church, about 40 people. And there was a little harvest from that. And as that church continued to grow, there was a, one of his staff members that came to him and had this crazy idea that said, what if we took the Bible... That we've gotten. We actually put it into an app, and we and they released it in, in the first apps in the app store, right? You you probably have heard of it, right? U version, the Bible app, and, and people were telling him that they should sell it for ninety nine cents because people would pay ninety nine cents to have the Bible on there. And he thought he he said, "Wait a minute, the, the one that changed my life was free," and so the one that they were going to put out was going to be free as well. Fast forward today. And Life Church has been able to give away over 315 million Bible apps because of one seed that was planted by a Gideon who gave a Bible and walked away. Listen, you've got no idea what God may produce through a simple seed planted in faith. Right? Like a seed that's planted in the ground, you don't see it necessarily working, right? Well, I don't see anything working. I don't see why is it not working. What you don't understand is that God is sending the sun, right? And God is sending the rain, and just because you don't see anything break from the ground, it doesn't mean that it's not working. Where you don't see is because eventually that seed breaks open, and it begins to take root. Long before you ever see the fruit, God's got it to cause it to take root, Just because you don't yet see it doesn't mean that the fruit isn't coming, that the seed is not taking root. Listen, you've got no idea what God can do with a simple seed planted in faith. You see, Abraham had the same problem that many of us have, he had limited perspective. Where was Abraham? Right? He was in the tent telling God what he didn't see. God, I don't see you working. I don't see anything happening, God. You told me that, that, that many nation stuff. I don't even have a son. Can any of you guys relate? God, I'm not married. Have you noticed that the clock is ticking? All these people I work with, there ain't no prospects here. God, I'm buried in debt doing a stupid job that's way beneath me. There's no way I'm ever going to get out of this. God, the report came back and it's not good. I don't know if you're paying attention or not. It's not good. I don't see you anywhere. God, you're not doing what I want. You see, and what I hope you remember in all of this is that if God met your expectations, he would never have the chance to exceed them. If God met all your expectations, he would never have the chance to exceed them. And so Abraham's in this tent. Right? He's in the tent. And he's crying out to God in, in Genesis 15, verse 5. And it reads this it says, Then the Lord took Abram outside. Man, I'd love to know what that looked like, right? The Lord took him outside. He said, Get out of here, Abraham. And the Lord meets Abraham, and he takes him outside. He gets Abraham to get outside of the tent. He gets him to be outside and to change his perspective. And can I tell you, as pastor, I believe that's part of what God has called me to, to get you outside of the perspective that you're seeing, because your perspective is so small, you can't actually see what God is doing. Why? Because we've got a limited perspective. So we want to help you, help take you out of your unmet expectations. And so Abraham was in the tent, right? He didn't see what you're doing. Perhaps in some way God communicated with him something that is true in his word, right? My thoughts are not like your thoughts, Abram. My my ways are not like your ways. And, And he took him out of the tent. Right? And he said, as as high as the heavens are above the earth, higher are my ways than yours. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And and the Lord took him out of the tent. Let's look back on what verse 5 says, the whole verse. It says, and the Lord took Abraham outside and he said to them, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you'll have. And so the Lord takes him outside and he says, Count the stars. That's how many descendants you'll have. And and Abraham is shaken, he's stunned, perhaps even silenced. What did he do? I don't know. Maybe he fell down to his knees and he worshiped. Maybe he lifted his hands to God in heaven, crying out to you, God, I'm so sorry. I was thinking addition while you were thinking multiplication. God, I was thinking of a son and you were thinking of a nation. Listen, for those of you who belong in Christ, what what I hope you understand is that if you see the stars in the sky, those will be your descendants. What I hope you understand is that you are one of those stars. Right, do you understand that? You are a seed of Abraham. There's a Bible verse that says it and there's a song that says it too, right? But, But let's start with the Bible verse. But you know we're going to get to the song. Galatians 3.29 says, If you belong to Christ, if you've been transformed by His grace, if you've met His resurrection power, and you've been forgiven by His sins, who are you? You are Abraham's seed. You are a seed of Abraham. You have no idea what God can produce with a single seed planted in faith. You are a seed of Abraham. Right? And, and, and there's a song, right? If you know the song, sing along. Right? Father Abraham had many sons, and many sons had Father Abraham, and I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Right arm, left arm, right foot, left foot, nod your head, turn around, sit down. Right? You are a seed of Abraham. Listen, if God always met your expectations, he would never have a chance to exceed them. Right, You have no idea what our God can produce to a seed planted in faith. Here's what I hope you understand is that Abraham was thinking of a son, but God was thinking of you. All the way thousands and thousands of years later through history. Listen, you you never measure God's unlimited power by your limited expectations. One seed, one Bible multiplied into 315 million Bibles given away. One prayer prayed, one prayer prayed can change an entire family right? What, what, what can change a generation? What, what can change who knows what? Right? One gift given may impact a life. You may not see it today. It may take weeks. It may take months or even years for that seed to take root and produce fruit. But listen, one gift given can initiate an explosive growth of spiritual fruit. God can multiply what is given back into your life. It may not happen immediately, but you have no idea what God can do with a little seed planted in faith. Listen, God may not do exactly what you want him to do in that moment, but God is still working to bring about good to those who love him, to those who are called according to his purpose. So don't go weary in doing good. The scripture says for you will reap a harvest. And so, how do you reap a harvest? You plant a seed. Right? If you've ever been around farming, you know that in order to get a harvest, you got to plant seed. And you don't just plant one seed. You plant a bunch of seeds. Jesus said that unless a kernel is planted or even dies, it will only be a seed. But if you die to yourself and you plant the seed in the ground, see he was foreshadowing with his wife to give his life, there could be many transformed by the giving of one life. You may say, but I don't have a lot of faith. But Pastor Jason, I'm hurting. I I haven't seen God work. How much faith do you need to see a miracle from God? Let me tell you how much faith that you've got to have according to Jesus. According to Jesus, he said this, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed. You can say to this mountain, be removed from here, and that mountain will be removed if you have the faith of the smallest seed. Right? Our God is working. Our God is with you. Our God is for you. Our God is powerful. Our God is the God of salvation. He is the God of forgiveness. He is the God of the breakthroughs. He is the God of miracles. You have no idea what God can produce through a single seed planted in faith. Listen, if you've started to lower your expectations of God, understand this, that God's promises are true. God's word is alive and his presence is with us this very day. Listen, we serve a God who can do exceedingly and abundantly more. We serve a God who can do exceedingly and abundantly more. Not addition, but multiplication. Listen, we serve a God who can do exceedingly abundantly more than all you can think, than all you can ask, or all that you can imagine. Listen, according to his power that is work in the church so that he would be glorified for generations to come. Listen, you've got no idea what God can do with a single seed planted in faith. And and listen, if you haven't figured it out yet, your life is that seed. You have no idea how many lives can be touched and be changed and how much glory can be brought through the Father through one seed, one life given in faith. Because we have no idea what God can produce through one life that's devoted to him. So, Father, today we ask you, God, that you would speak to us, your church, inspire and encourage, build our faith, God, to believe that you want us to do more in us, God, that you want to do more through us. Today, I think there's several groups here I want to talk to. So those of you, you, maybe you've been believing God for a long time and you're a bit discouraged, would you just lift your hands up right now? I see your hand. I see it. Anyone else? Father I pray for them today that just as Abraham and Sarah God waited for over a decade that our faith would not just be in what we want God but our faith would be completely in you God in who you are and your goodness and your perfect will and your provision and your perfect timing God help us to put our full faith in you Maybe for those of you in your life, you're going through something, you're a little dissatisfied, you're feeling like you're settling, you've always thought there was more, but now you're experiencing less and you recognize you have no idea what God could do through your life. Listen, a seed planted in faith and and you say, God, use me to do more for your kingdom. I want to be a seed that brings more fruit to the kingdom. If that's you, would you just raise your hand right now? You want God to use you and produce more fruit in your life. There's hands all over the place. God, I thank you for a church full of people saying yes. God, stir within our hearts a desire to serve the church. God, as a church, give us a heart to let our light shine to people who need the grace of Jesus. God, give them favor with people as they lift up your name. God, we thank you that you are stirring within them, stretching them to believe you, that you can do more in them and through them than they ever thought was possible. God, continue to use them in a greater way than they ever knew that you could. you keep praying I believe that there's some of you here and you're here because God brought you here in this moment maybe you're hurting maybe you feel alone maybe you feel guilty for something that you've done listen I want to tell you about the grace of God there's one who called himself the seed that would be planted the one who would give his life so that many could come to a knowledge of 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 the goodness and the grace of God his name is Jesus He's the Son of God. He was perfect in every way. He never sinned. Jesus became sin for us. He bore the weight of our sins on the cross. He died as a perfect sacrifice, the Lamb of God slain for the sins of the world. On the third day, God raised him up from the dead. The tomb was empty. He was not there. Why? Because God used his death and the resurrection to defeat death, hell, and the grave. Now, anyone who calls on the name of Jesus would be completely transformed. His one life, the seed of Abraham, now could bring a harvest in your life. Those of you who would say that I need his forgiveness, I need his forgiveness. When you call on his name, he hears your prayers. Just like I did in a little bedroom years ago, saved not by my good works, but only by the grace and the forgiveness of God and the mercy of Jesus. Those who would say, yeah, that's me. I turn from my sin, and I turn towards Jesus. I give my life to him. As you call on him, you're never going to be the same. You're not here by accident. Today is the day of your salvation. If today you would say, yes, I give my life to Jesus. If that's you, raise your hand right where you are. I see your hand. Anyone else? Anyone else? Pray out loud with me, everyone. Heavenly Father, God, forgive me of my sins. Make me brand new. Fill me with your spirit so I can follow you, God. Thank you for new life. I give you mine. Use me to reach people and to serve you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.